0: Ladies and gentlemen, now hosting the RizzoCast. Put your hands together for Steven Risotto! What is going on, everybody, and welcome. This is episode number 123 of RizzoCast. I am Steven Risotto, and today we are joined by a very special guest. He is a Professional baseball player that has played in the Marlins and Yankees organization uh, as a third baseman playing a little bit of outfield like we got to talk about that coming up too. it is James Nelson and James joins the show James how you doing and we are recording this on Thanksgiving so I appreciate you kind of taking the time out of your day to say hello.
1: Oh no problem. anytime. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, no, it's definitely a pleasure. Um, So I just mentioned Thanksgiving. I mean, what's on tap for you this evening? I mean, this is going to be probably released a little bit after Thanksgiving, but I should still ask. What is on tap for you this evening? What's for dinner? What's going to be the scene there? Is there going to be a lot of family and friends present?
1: Yeah, so my little brother just flew into town, too, so it it was good to see him. I haven't seen him in a minute, Uh, so
0: he flew into town. We're going to my girlfriend's um, aunt's house.
1: And, you know they're 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 part Arabic so you know we're gonna have some good food today
0: <laughs> good food indeed good food that's awesome yeah for sure and and you get the cultural aspect as well so that, that should be a lot of fun um at what point do you usually get started because i know you know people look at the holidays in baseball and they say you know kind of take a breather from the season the previous season at what point do you usually get started you know in full swing in terms of offseason workouts when is that for you
1: so my, my start date is literally the day after my birthday. So uh, my birthday is in October 18th, on October 18th. So right at October 19th, that's when I'm starting working. <laughs> so probably I give myself probably a month, a month to get my head right and get everything together, get home, say hey to everybody, family, friends, whatever, and then get right back to work.
0: So you, you take you do not take a lot of time off at all. I mean this uh, October 18th, I mean that's not a lot of time.
1: No, I saw like for me I've, I've had a couple of injuries in the past and you know um, it I feel like if I take care of my body a lot more than you know the average person or the, you know the usual person, I feel like I can perform longer and perform at my highest ability at all times on the field. If I if I get my body ready and you know, it, it it it's been helping me a lot. Like the past two seasons I haven't had any serious injuries. Like I think um twenty 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 one or yeah, twenty twenty one I like dove for a ball and like messed up my my shoulder. But you know, a week or two I was back back playing. So it's nothing like nothing serious has happened to me. Since I've been doing
0: this. Well, that's a good thing. Uh and from a training standpoint, I mean, what do these workouts entail? Are you a guy that's gonna spend a lot of time in the weight room, lifting, deadlifting, squats? Or are you gonna run? Are you more of a guy that's gonna uh maybe do some some flexibility stuff and some um you know lighter stuff with more flexibility in it? So what what kind of what is kind of your regimen, I guess, in the off season when you're training?
1: So my biggest thing, I worked out at this place in Tampa called Diesel, and they literally changed my whole perspective on working out and the way to work out and how to work out and how to what to do to put your posi- to put your body in the right position and this and that. And it's a lot of mobility, um, heavy lifting probably until after December ish. And then, you know, once we go the season, I want to slim out a little bit more and get more of the cardio uh, side of it and condition side of it uh, going into season. So it's not a lot of heavy weights after December.
0: Interesting. And, and this offseason, I guess, is a little different for you because you finished out the year with the Lexington Legends of the Atlantic League. What is the status for you now? What's the plan for next season? Are you a free agent? Are you looking to sign with the team? What, what is kind of uh, James Nelson's current status in professional baseball?
1: I am a free agent right now. Uh, um, I am looking to sign to a team, hopefully. Um, but, you know, if, if if all goes well, hopefully I'll be on the minor league team next year. Um, but, you know, I also could go back into the Atlantic League and, you know, hopefully come out of there and perform like I did at, towards the end of the season and, and, you know, sign to a minor league team.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and we hear a lot about the Atlantic League and and how I I guess uh you know some of the things they've been testing out in the Atlantic League. How did that experience kind of differ from the minor leagues? Was there any like new things that they were testing out that you hadn't experienced before in the minor leagues? So give me a little uh, insight on on what the Atlantic League was like.
1: Oh, it's funny because there's some rules uh, that um, we started using this year and high and that when I went to the Atlantic league, I guess they had the rule implemented like the year prior. So it's like, I was like, Oh, I see now where we got this from. And kind of, it, it's kind of cool. Like to see that, that they're taking little bits and pieces from the Atlantic league and putting them into minor league baseball. Like, for example, like the the bases are moved in and uh, I think they had the pitch clock, um, implemented into the atlantic league before they came to minor league baseball so it was pretty cool to see all that stuff how how it kind of goes hand in hand
0: did you was stealing first base one of them because i know i've seen that one a few times
1: it was um so i think it was the pitcher could only pick uh three times and on the third time if he didn't uh pick you off then it was a ball
0: did that like work yeah did it work or like were people getting bigger leads on that like second throw
1: I love I love love that rule as a base runner it's a free bag if you pick off twice you know I'm gonna like you said I'm gonna get a bigger lead and kind of take off
0: wow that's interesting that's the first time I've heard anybody say that so I'm I'm glad it was you uh and tell me about your your guy Courtney Hawkins because I was looking at some of the numbers on that team and like Courtney Hawkins was the one name that stood out. And I think I remember his name. I think he played with the White Sox organization uh, a while back, but he went off. He hit like, what, 48 homers? He like broke the single season record for the Legends. I mean, what was it like kind of watching, I guess, maybe the tail end of that season? Because I mean, it was uh, looking at that statue was just wild for me.
1: So it's funny because when I first got there, like, you know, I didn't know anybody, I didn't know what was going on with the team. and, you know, when I signed and everything, uh, you know, I was just trying to get my feet under me. So, like, the first couple games, I didn't play or were not. And I was sitting on the bench. And, you know, I was, I was, like, I fan. Like, I was looking up at the scoreboard seeing, like, who was who. And Courtney came up, and it said 44 home runs. And, like, I didn't notice it at first. I was like, okay. So he came back up to bat, and he hit a, he hit a home run that at bat. And I was like – okay, so he comes back up again and it says 45. I was like, oh, i seen that, right? This man, like, when I got there, he hit three. He hit three the day before I got there. I think they had a double header, so he hit two in one game and then won that next game. Then they had the off day Monday, and then that's when I came on Tuesday, and he hit two more in that game when I came that Tuesday. Like, it, it was unreal what I was seeing.
0: Jesus, yeah, that's that, that matches up with what I saw. Uh, it was... Cause I know Brandon Phillips played played a little bit there in Lexington. Do did you get to catch him at all?
1: Yeah, yeah. He uh he he was always there for the most part. You know, he I'm sure he had other stuff he had to do, but um, he he's a cool guy. I love I love Brandon. He's uh he gives it to you straightforward. You know, when it's time to be serious, time to be serious. But also he, he he's a playful dude. So it it, it was fun and it was uh, an honor to you know play with him and play beside him.
0: And that's kind of a coincidence because I saw that you guys share an alma mater. You got, you guys yeah. kind of went to the same high school. So did you talk about that at all?
1: Uh, a little bit. Uh, I've I've met Brandon before at mm-hmm. at my high school. Actually, you know, alumni's come back and whatnot. So, um, we kind of had an idea of who we were, and I'm sure he's met my uncle Chris Chris Nelson. Um, so we all kind we knew each other. But it was it was good to actually talk to him and face-to-face and actually, you know, get some pointers from the game and everything. It, it was fun.
0: Uncle Chris, the same Uncle Chris that played in the big leagues with the Rockies organization, is that the same guy? Yep, same oh, guy. okay. So what kind of pointers has he given you kind of throughout your career? My uncle? Yeah. Um,
1: everything. I, I've learned everything from him, from just watching him play. Um, I used to be in the dugout when he was with the East Cobb Astros at, in seventeen. Like I was always in the dugout. I was always around the game. I was uh, even when he got to like the Rockies. I was always locker, and it was like it was fun. It, it, he, he taught me. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's, it's funny because I was looking at the alma mater list and I saw Chris Nelson on there and I didn't put two and two together. And then I was like, oh, James Nelson, Chris. N-. So now it kind of adds up. So that's pretty awesome that he's a uh, he's your uncle and he kind of had like a, a really cool impact on your on your baseball career. Uh, and speaking of, you know, you a little bit, I mean, born and raised in uh, in Georgia, went to high school in Georgia. I mean, tell the story of kind of how you fell in love with baseball. Was it automatic? Did you play any other sports? What is kind of your baseball story?
1: So I was, I was born in a, in a small town near Tallahassee Mm. Um, and I was playing baseball ever since then. Uh, I was playing baseball since I was three years old Um, and I played in Tallahassee and whatnot. I tried basketball out in like my first year of middle school, but I was like, I know baseball is where I want to be just because, like I said, I was around it for so long uh, with my uncle playing um and then i i i was i fell in love with the game ever since i started playing I, I have my parents used to show me videos and pictures of me running around from shortstop to first base picking up the ball touching first like and i i just, I, I just fell in love with the game cuz you can just be who you want to be at the end of the day on the field it's
0: yeah uh, many big leaguers are are drafted out of high school but they don't sign uh and you were picked in the 18th round in 2015 by the the Red Sox, and instead of signing with them, you you went to junior college. Why was why was that the right move for you in your career at that time?
1: Um, so it's funny I talk about this a lot, but um the the biggest reasoning for me not going out of high school was just because. I, the Red Sox were the Red Sox. Like, you know, they, they're always going to have those big prospects. They're always going to have uh, those, like, those dudes. And for me, I was playing. I was a shortstop coming out of high school. So, like, for me, I kind of weighed my options and said, okay, if I go to the Red Sox, they have a, a long list of middle infielders, long list of third base prospects. Like, and I, for me, I was just like – I could go to Juco and, you know, see that next level above pitching and then make my decision from there. Because it was kind of better for me, too, because Juco was like one year and then you can decide again if you want to go get drafted again. So it it worked out in my favor for sure.
0: Yeah, I, I hype up junior college route as much as I can on this podcast because uh, – and people – the listeners are probably getting really tired of it, but I'll do it again – uh, do you see it as an underrated path? Because everyone is, you know, trying to get into their, their four-year school and the Juco products kind of are overlooked, but, you know, watching Juco baseball up close and personal, I've come to find that, you know, that's some of the best hardcore baseball that you could find. So kind of hype up the Juco route. I mean, is it underrated? Is it overlooked? Tell me a little bit about that, Uh, that route.
1: Juco is, I think is very underrated. I think, a kid can go to a really good JUCO and get the same, the same, uh, lessons, things they learned a lot from the JUCO that I went to. And fortunate for me, the JUCO that I was in was in the middle of nowhere. So all I had to do was go to school and then go straight to the cage and hit all day if I wanted to or filled all day if I wanted to um and it I think JUCO is a great path for somebody that you know is under the radar kind of guys um or a guy that you know is double like overthinking it maybe you know in the that's what I
0: got yeah and JUCO, lot-
1: Juco is definitely under
0: yeah, and a lot of these colleges they're just like scam artists, right? Cuz like they're they're like, "Oh, yeah, you have a verbal agreement with us." And like, yeah, but also so does 150 other players. They also have verbal agreements with us. So it's just such a, like a, a a mesmerizing thing for these like kids coming out of high school to think that these colleges <laughs> actually want them when it's a verbal agreement, whatever. That's a whole different tangent that I could go down. <laughs> Um. So, you know, drafted by the Marlins, then you get drafted by Miami the, the following year in 2016. I mean, where were you when you found out? Because, you know, usually guys that get drafted kind of in the middle rounds, it's not necessarily televised. Were you online? Did you get a phone call? What was that moment like?
1: I was actually at my grandmother's house because, um, I mean, you know what what days to draft. Draft stars, so I was just I was just sitting day by day waiting for a call. I think I was just playing video games, uh, just waiting for a call. And the past three days, got got impatient, but it 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 worked out, and I fell where I fell, and I'm I'm very blessed.
0: I know that uh when when Derek Jeter was there and he was heading the Marlins organization, he uh he he put a big emphasis on some of the players at the minor league level learning Spanish. So did you did you like get any instruction on Spanish? Did you take any like classes? What what were they doing in the the Spanish department there with the Marlins?
1: So they we did we did take some classes, uh, Spanish classes. They had um, a couple of people that taught us. I I, I'm good with it, but I know if, like even just talking to you know some of the Spanish guys on the team, you'll learn Spanish. Like, they, they – it, it's it's not like you cannot know a little bit of Spanish if you're on – especially on a baseball team or a professional baseball team with, with all the Spanish speakers that's on the team. Like, you're bound to pick up some words or pick up some sentences and kind of know how to talk to each other. So, that's that's how I – you know, I'm not fluent or anything. I'm not going to say I'm fluent, but I, I can – I can pick up sentences and I know certain words and, you know, if they say something I could tell you in English, you know, I can have a conversation with you in English if you're kind of speaking to me in Spanish, but I'm not fluent.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And and that's cool that the Marlins are doing that and, and having those kind of accommodations for some of the foreign born players and the Spanish speaking players. And how, how important do you think is it for, for big league organizations to to start investing a little more in the minor leagues? Cause I'm sure it's not a flawless life. You know, there's a lot of, you know, I guess living. I mean, if you don't get the signing bonus coming out of the draft, it's kind of like a little bit of like living on the edge in terms of like finances, but maybe, maybe it shouldn't be a great life. You know, maybe that's the point of the minor. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on kind of improving the quality of life down there at the minor league level?
1: Um, so for me, like, i tell I tell everybody this too, like the minor leagues you kinda they they now they pass that thing where they're paying for housing, um, yep. so they're kind of paying for housing, we eat at the field uh sometimes breakfast lunch, and dinner at pre pre game post game um so like i didn't I didn't have a big deal, like I didn't have a big problem about you know, the way of living there, because I know I after these six months, you know, I'm going back to my family in my home bed. So it was just kind of like I'm there to do my job, to get where I want to be, get to the highest level, of where I want to be at. And, you know, that's kind of it. Like, it, I think, yes, they should invest more into the minor leagues uh, just because some people are, are not as fortunate, but they do have talent. So it's like, in that sense, I think, and there's some people that, you know, I know that have, you know, they have the talent, but they were just less fortunate or something in their life came up that they they couldn't further their experience in baseball. And, you know, it sucks, but at the end, it's life, <laughs> you know. Um, but yes, I do think they should invest more in the minor leagues.
0: So, those bus rides at the minor league level, and I guess anywhere in professional baseball, what are you doing to kind of pass the time? Are you listening to music? Are you binge watching a show or whatever are you reading a book? What are you kind of doing to pass that time on those those bus rides?
1: So some of the shorter bus rides i'll just throw on throw in my headphones, listen to music, but the longer bus rides for sure i uh I remember i binge watched uh blacklist. <laughs> And I think I've been binge watch Blacklist like three or four times now. Like, just straight through. a yeah, great show. Um, but, yeah, it, it's kind of a little bit of both, just throwing in the headphones and uh, binge-watching shows.
0: Blacklist. So, that, for all you guys out there listening, Blacklist is James Nelson's uh, recommendation for you to to binge right now, this holiday season. Uh, so, I, I I saw a video of you hitting – uh, in opposite field, home run uh, and you watched it a little bit I mean, I think me personally as a, as a baseball fan, I think it's awesome. What are kind of your thoughts on on playing with style and kind of having you know that sense of emotion on the field? because I know a lot of the talking heads that you watch on TV and they're like, oh play the game the right way and everything but you know I think that the new kind of era coming into baseball is a little different and it's a lot more fun. What do you think about that?
1: So, I think that everybody should be, they want to be on the field because everybody is an individual person. Yes, it's a team sport, but I think at the end of the day, you're an individual because, like, you know, stats are individual, whatever, whatever. It's a team sport at the end of the day, but the team also has a different, everybody on the team has a different personality. And if you can't express those personalities, it, man, I, I wouldn't have fun out there if I couldn't express my yeah. express who I am on the field. So I, I know for a fact it, it it's not – I don't think it would ruin the game. Like how – like it's, it's kind of funny because it's like play the game the right way. What What is the right way to really play the game? Like, yes, we're being – respectful. We, we know to respect the game. That's what we've been taught since we were young children yes, I'll respect the game, but also I go. I could put my little flavor in there. I could put my little, you know, a little something in there to, to make it entertaining.
0: Yeah, there you go. Yeah, keep doing it. Keep doing it. Uh, third baseman. So, you know, came up as a, you said you were drafted as a shortstop, but played a lot of third in the minors. And give me give me a scouting report on you. Kind of your strengths, your weaknesses, the whole nine yards, I guess, from an offensive standpoint and, and a, just an all-around standpoint, if if a scout were to come watch you, what do you think they would say? So give me a, kind of a scouting report on yourself.
1: Uh, I am fast. <laughs> I can tell you that. Um, I do have a lot more range than the average third baseman. Um, I play multiple positions. I can hit for power to all parts of the field. And I think those are all my strengths. Um, Weaknesses-wise, I, I, I couldn't really tell you. I Honestly, I think my, my biggest thing is just, like, it's certain pitches, certain pitches that get under my skin, and I know they get under my skin. And I have to fix that, and I will fix that. <laughs>
0: There you go. For all the teams watching out there, all the teams listening, uh, that, that's what you're going to get with uh, James Nelson. And I'm sure those sliders, those sliders won't give you any trouble uh, this off offseason. Because, uh, you know, is sliders like the toughest pitch to hit?
1: No, I say the toughest pitch to hit and I will stick by this is the changeup.
0: Changeup, okay. Because it looks like a fastball?
1: It does. And, it, and if they have a really good changeup and there's some, guys to throw 90 to 95 mile per hour change up and it's the hardest bit by
0: far yeah because then it's then it's 93 with downward movement it's just horrible yeah i, I could see that I, i've never seen one in person i've i've never faced one in person i should say so uh but i could definitely based on talking to a lot of people change up is definitely one that gets mentioned up there is one of the uh the toughest. Uh so you get traded to the Yankees here right before the uh the pandemic hits. Did that come as a surprise to you at all? Were you like was a trade from the Marlins ever something that you would have expected?
1: No, it really wasn't. I it, it was surprising and I think I was like in the Chick-fil-A line or something when I got that call about me getting traded to the Yankees. And you know, when I growing up, Yankees was my favorite team. I love the Yankees. So when I got that news, I was like, I was excited (laughs) in in the Chick fil A line.
0: So did you end up eating? Was that like the best like chicken sandwich you've ever had?
1: Yeah, yeah. I I got on the phone with everybody. Hey, I'm going to to New York and the chick. Yeah, best chicken sandwich ever.
0: I just had the the chicken sandwich yesterday, actually, with the waffle fries. Oh my, I love that place. Um, so, and, and did you go and like, tell your friends like, Hey, you know, cause I, I know, I know I have a lot of friends that are like casual baseball fans and, you know, they don't necessarily know what's going on in the game, but they know the New York Yankees. So I'm sure you have some friends like that too, where it's like, they might not know everything that's going on with the Marlins. But when you tell them that you're traded to the New York Yankees, like their ear, their ears will perk up a little bit. So did you yeah. have that time where you were like, Hey man, I'm a New York Yankee now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, I'm not going to say like, you know, any professional baseball player, it's like an honor. But if you tell somebody you play for the Yankees, it's like 10 times the honor almost just because they're just a so high sought out team. Like, it, it 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 definitely does give you some looks where you're like oh yeah I play professional for the Yankees like but it it, it was great i loved playing for both teams
0: did the uh did the the, the cuz i know 2020 there's that whole thing with the pandemic and you know it was kind of you kind of lost a year did that lost year of 2020 do you feel that that hurt your development
1: um I wish I would have seen live pitching and actually played a season in 2020 uh but I don't think it hurt my development I think it I learned a lot during 2020 so I think it 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 taught me some lessons I wouldn't say it hurt hurt my uh development
0: though no and uh I guess towards the end of the time uh, your time with the Yankees, you started playing a bit more left field and you mentioned that you you could play multiple positions. How did that work? Like, was that something that a coach came up to you and said, you know, we're going to get you some reps in left field. Was that something that you decided you wanted to do? Because I know that, you know, versatility, if you look around the league, everybody's playing multiple positions. So it's kind of <laughs> something that you would need to have. What was that like, you know, transitioning and and playing some left field?
1: So I've never never played touched outfield grass or played outfield before pro before this year actually. Um but um one of our coaches came up to me and he's just kinda like, Hey, you ever tried outfield? You know you're you know, you have some speed, so I think you should try it. And you know, me like I, I my dream is to put on a big league uniform, no matter how I get there. So I was like, Yeah, sure, if 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 i if the big league team can use me or whoever can use me as a outfielder i'll definitely try it um it took a lot of a lot of practice um and i'm still not perfect but it but they really helped me to understand the the game from that perspective out in the outfield
0: and a few more things here before we uh we wrap up but uh you uh there was a part of the year last year, I guess is the early part of the year. you were playing for uh, the Hudson Valley Renegades, which is the high a affiliate of the Yankees. And ninth inning, two outs. Your team is down by a run. I'm sure you could probably figure out where I'm going with this. You're at third base and you're trying to steal home to end the game. And I looked at the video and let me tell you, after looking at the video, I mean, I thought it was clear as day that you were in there. They called you out. What was like the aftermath of that? you know were, were did it were you upset for a long time after that cuz i mean the video i mean you were heated uh your manager came out he was heated i mean tell me about that moment of of trying cuz i'm sure it's an adrenaline rush cuz every kid you know you know as a kid they think about stealing home to tie or win the game or whatever so what was that that moment like and i'm going to attach the video for those that didn't see it or or those listening and i could attach it but what was that moment like for you <laughs>
1: It was kind of like a, like kind of like a roller coaster, cause I took off and it was like, oh yeah, I know I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. I slide, and then all I heard was the person say out, and my whole like, I just wanted to like, I just blacked out. I don't even know like what I said that day, but um, I did like. The game, so I can't, I'm not going to be mad, you know, longer than I should should be. But it was definitely in that moment, it was kind of like a run of so just emotions up and down.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. And uh, final thing here before we, we wrap up, uh, if I'm a, if I'm a big league team, right. And, and you're, and, and I'm talking to you about signing this winter or like a like a team looking to add to their minor league system and have you started at the minor leagues uh, to start the season, why would you say that a team should sign you? So, like, I'm going to ask you the question right now. Why should a team sign James Nelson? What would be your response?
1: Because I am an asset that can be utilized in many different ways. Um, you know, like I said, I have the speed. I can play multiple positions and I can, you know, hit the ball to all parts of the field and hit the ball for power to all parts of the field. Um, and yeah, that's, I think that's the, the biggest reason I could be utilized.
0: There you go. Teams out there. Check that out. James, man, I really appreciate you coming on the show and, you know, enjoy that, uh, the Arabic uh, meal that you're going to have right now on Thanksgiving and enjoy the, the time with your family and friends and uh, appreciate the conversation.
1: Appreciate you for having me, Steven.
0: And of course you guys could go ahead and follow James is on Twitter. So go check him out. His, uh, his at is at whoa hits Nelly or no, no, I totally, what is your at Like what is the meaning behind that? Cause I, I feel like I totally screwed that up.
1: It's kind of like, it's just like, whoa, Nelly. Like, I I feel like that's been a saying forever. Like, whoa, Nelly. But I just put it's and whoa, it's Nelly. Like, it's me, (laughs) basically.
0: Okay. So, yeah, Nelly, of course. That's where it comes from, Nelly, the nickname Nelly. Um, So, yeah, again, appreciate that. Uh, Appreciate you coming on. And you guys can follow the podcast as well on Twitter and Spotify, at RizzoCast, uh, and also Instagram and Twitter. TikTok, all that fun stuff. Go check it out and have a happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there and enjoy the holiday season and see you next time.